Yo, what's up? This is V, aka Vernon English. Pull up a chair, sit down if you're in your car, check your real few members, and make sure you're, you know, 10 and 2 with your fingers and just making sure you're legit, you know, next to somebody and can comprehend what it is that I'm saying. Because I'm just, you know, suggesting that you hit the subscribe button and let somebody know. And uh, be like, hey, hearing colors to kill sounds. I've seen this kid. He told me to check out some shit on Amazon. And I was like, well, I mean, how much time does that take out of a 24-hour day? And he's, you know, he was, he, he got up into this big conversation and suggested as to what I should do. So I, I pretty much, that, that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Once again, I am a street artist. I am whatever you attribute as to a creator uh, is, uh, quintessentially, by even looking at all of my attire, if you were on, I don't know, in the LA area, be like, hey man, let's kick it. I, I probably would have paint on whatever it was that I have. I, I'm pretty, you know, getting into where I am in my life, I don't really argue about certain things. <laughs> If paint wanted to be on my clothes, I really would just like put it on my clothes and, and you know roll with it. Even if it was some outfit that I really really liked or something like this, I'm like I ain't even really tripping on stuff like this. It's, I guess it's an impermanence thing and looking into differences and I don't know perspectives and I guess this impermanence of life. It's very philosophical and I, I, don't, I don't really usually go into stuff like this. But listen, okay. This podcast is full of tangents, so put on your thinking cap and just imagine yourself with me on stage and this as a TED Talk, and you didn't pay anything, so then you'd be like, all right, cool, well, shit, man, let this man talk, and then I'll explain some pretty cool stuff to you. Oh, and to also anyone else interested in writing their book, their book, not Burr. Ah, <laughs> writing their first book, writing their projects, writing anything in regards to entertainment. So that spans from books to stories to storyboards. Not so much copy because that's like, you know, writing words online or whatever like that. But I could, you know, have a special podcast and show people how to market value and, you know, the back end of websites and uh, web programming and things like that but I like the the fun crazy part that that's where I, I live in that that for the weird people who claim themselves as weird people and where their weird people you know flags and stuff and don't try to uh, cabogenize themselves I'm pretty much that guy who you know, floats under the radar, uh, uh, not so much under the radar, because there's, you know, different people who understand what I do at my craft, and they've checked it out, and thank you to the listeners, um, also, and please share it with someone, um, you can also find me on Instagram, too, but for the most part, that's what you'll find on this podcast, and it's a writer's room, so I'm explaining to others primarily how intricate the writing process is to a lot of entertainment and a lot of just books, a lot of things that we surround ourselves with. Obviously, there's a writer, a part of it, 
and obviously if you're watching the news, you can be like, oh, you know, they definitely wrote that shit up like 20 minutes ago. And yes, that that is just generally the case. There also is, you know, impromptu stuff as well. But the writing that goes along with what we see is a large percentage of our entertainment. I mean, not including if you're watching Roddy Roddy Piper and, you know, Sid Vicious on Monday Night Wrestling. Like, <laughs> fun fact, for anybody who knows a little bit about me, I don't even think my closest, closest friends, like, know this about me, but I am an avid, 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 avid wrestling fan. So from 1990, what, 4, 95, 96 to like 2000, I was one of like, you know, a mid-sized fan. Like, you know, grade me 1 to 10, I was probably like a cool 7.5 on just how I interacted with what it was that I was, you know, watching. And it was insane. Like, the writing and... and this correlates, so bear with me. <laughs> it basically involved, you know, me and my middle school age and, and coming of age and realizing and then going into high school and letting certain things go, but still with all seriousness, like it had already changed. They had already, you know, progressed, you know, already Hulk Hogan and Steve Nash and all these other big guys. They really had multi-platform like flipped from WWE uh, to WCF and gone and, and just changed the way that I view television and it was almost as if it was the luchador masking but without the mask and with all of the writing like all of these things that correlated where it had me and my friends guessing whether it was written or not or whether you know, the impromptu stuff was happening. And yes, there definitely was some impromptu stuff. Like if you ever talk with a ginormous wrestling fan, which there are many, like from my generation alone, let alone anybody else who has seen it, and you ask somebody like Bill Burr, and they'll be like, yo man, ask Kevin Hart if that shit was real. <laughs> Or Bret Hart, excuse me, excuse me. Shouts out to Kevin Hart, he cool too. That's a cool black dude. That, that, besides personal matters, you gotta look at how people around you feel. And, and I, you know, generally, you know, I feel like he makes people feel good around him. So I, I, I appreciate that with a comedian. But anyway, Bret Hart was the guy, I believe, that, you know, tragically had, had a freak accident in wrestling. But it's really... You know, you don't even have to go and look into the history of what wrestling was. Like, you could look and watch it now. And obviously, there's still superstars in there. Obviously, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson is from there. You can obviously see John Cena. Obviously, see uh, Hulk Hogan and others. Got Ric Flair, like, one of my favorites. <laughs> like, generally, if... You know what I'm saying? You wrap your mind that that entertainment is written and that a lot of what you're seeing has been written and pre, you know, planned out, then you kind of have a deeper level of respect of your own craft and take the time 
to understand what it, it, it takes to engage in somebody's attention. And by engaging with someone and understanding what that means, like to have someone's attention, if you, you're talking and you got a, a, a dope story, like you really want people to have that sensibility, that excitement that you have. So pretty much the learning process and what I break down as a writer is what, you know, correlating it and then doing. Because stating something is fine. You can explain something to a board member or a room full of executives or producers and things like this. But if you don't have that excitement, if you don't have that zeal or, you know, ability to actually articulate it with some form, if not visually, mentally stimulate something, then you, you have to go back to the drawing board and, and recount why it is that you're doing your craft. Writing is so much fun. It's not just physically just writing. And to other writers, they would say the opposite. But there's a mentality, there's a way of thinking that incorporates and makes life art or art imitating that your work and you can't just not be conscious of that like you gotta like move that along if you're just picking up a laptop for the first time and attempting to send off your first screenplay to someone or you're attempting to you know contact a publishing house and just getting an attention of any agent or anybody they'll run down the business model for you and the numbers and everything that you know, the publishing house or the producers and everything that makes sense. And, and so from the business standpoint, you have to understand that if anybody invests in you, they expect to get that back uh, tenfold, like it's a guaranteed thing. And so it's inevitably something that somebody is interested in before you even publish your work, before you even read the first page, before they read the synopsis on the back of the books, somebody already is interested in this said thing and 10 other people thought the same thing to print this out and spend this money on this book and felt that somebody else would do the same so you gotta get that mentality in your head you gotta not self-deface and even if the process of self-defacing there's not every same process for a writer to do the same thing there obviously is the independent route and there's obviously the way that you can uh, record or do what I'm doing and then still you know recoup and do so many different things with your brand but this is for the others and many many others who feel like not even that is an option which always inevitably is an option never should there ever be a way uh, as a writer that feels that their voice is not heard or should not be heard if you are a writer like Regardless of if or not, the content still speaks. Your, your body of work is still there. And so that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now with looking into, you know, wrestling. I'm, I'm observing certain things, wondering why I surrounded myself with these things in the past. Or even why I was interested in it as a kid. Like, <laughs> I definitely, definitely, yo, okay, so... This is a complete sidebar, but anybody who remembers WCW and one of the highlights, I don't even call it the golden age. I just call it whatever age that was happening. 
wherever Sting showed up, that dude was a fucking badass. I'm just, I, it sounds very white, uh, excuse me, it sounds very non-ethnical of me to say he was a badass, but I want to say many, many other explicatives in my native ethnic tongue, which is African-American, but <laughs> I'm just going to code switch and explain things and articulate it so that you understand the level of importance that I'm emphasizing. So basically, if you've seen this dude sting, like he was a character and a half. He was the dude that was like the boogeyman with a baseball bat and still was a human being. Like you still felt the sway and he held the crowd even from behind the TV. Like he was just dropping down from rafters and jumping off the top of cages and slamming people down on tables, slamming people with chairs. Like that dude, I ride for Sting. Wherever you are in this world, Sting, thank you for every match that you had. Dude, I don't even know your personal life. I don't even know your name, dude. Like, thank you for holding that shit down. Like, he just made a kid's childhood that much more better <laughs> by existing. <laughs> but I, I'm, ex okay. See, now people are thinking that I'm just like talking to myself, but no. <laughs> I gotta explain the level of importance in my writing process. So I basically take these mental cues and write collectively on what it is that I'm adding to. And my book is coming along. I'm really enjoying this process because um, I'm watching and observing and soaking in all of and retaining this thing or these things that I surround myself with. And obviously it's comic books uh, or manga, or obviously uh, cartoons and movies and TV shows. So that's a, a wide category of things. Uh, I really want to get back into reading different books. But now mentioning Sting, if I ever was to describe how Oleander looked, like off top, off rip, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like anything that I wanted a character to embody but not look like a sign of fantasy character, Sephiroth or something like this, which ideally I had in my head. Now I'm, I'm crafting and, you know, basing off, off of this character uh, from that. And it's a funny thing, though, because I'm really tripped out, right? And as a writer or as something, I just want people to go out and think about how your characters look and how you want them to look. And then look at the surroundings around you and then look at science fiction. Look at everything that has you know, influenced your view and the way that you look right now. And then why you want your characters to look like that. Because, I mean, I'm already flipping the story with this Sting-like character, and I may just make him a new character, and then have him a part of this underground society uh, under this city that's the size of, I don't know, the state of New York, and basically have him as this subsystem and, you know, handling things while people are piecing together their memories, he's already, you know, wheeling and dealing and hitting people with baseball bats type thing. And I want it to be very mysterious, very of air. Uh, I want to have him surrounded, but then uh, even the people who he surrounds himself with is obviously 
of Aaron of mysteriousness. So that's basically, you know, how a writing process goes. There's, you know, you get chills and goosebumps thinking of your creative process and these characters. There's, there should never be a point where you, I, I get it where people talk about writers, this and that, but if you're excited about your work, then I'm gonna be excited about your work and I don't even know you. So that's basically one of those self-help <laughs> head nods to any writers out there. If you're still writing, if you're still with your book, if people are slamming you, slamming your pages, slamming all of your ideas, uh, know that this other writer out there uh, thinks the world of you and uh, to continue your craft, even if you publish it or not, I'm still proud of you guys. So. Thank you so much. This is V, a.k.a. Fern English. That's how you write on air. That's how you create online. Like, I'm telling you, dude, I'm, I'm showing you how I write. Like, this, I'm showing you the processing of it. It looks very not mundane. Like, <laughs> you, you got to, like, look at the montage of it and not look at the hour, hour basis. And even if you did, you would just be like, oh, well, the dude's... He's surrounding himself with creativity. Ain't that some, that's crazy. Like, and I appreciate it so much. This is V, aka Vernon English. Peace.